This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selkie, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 10, entitled Performing Despite the Pandemic. It has been an awesome journey that we've been on so far, taking positive psychology principles and understanding how to apply them to help prepare us to handle life's biggest challenges. Uh, The last 18, 20 months, shoot, we've been in it for a couple months now together, um, has just been incredible to see some of the individuals, teams, and organizations that we've had the privilege of coming alongside on their high-performance journey navigate the demands that we face, right, from all different types of issues and continue to show up and deliver the best versions of themselves. So the whole purpose of this season is to bring those concepts to light so that we can apply them in our daily lives and, again, continue to show up as who we've been created and called to be in this world. And so today we're going to start a little bit differently. Instead of just diving in and and talking a thousand miles an hour because I have too much energy and I'm excited to share this stuff with you, um, I want us to take a deep breath. Breathe in through your nose, down into your stomach, and just quiet your mind for a moment. Quiet your mind, take a deep breath. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about practicing mindfulness. That's the action. That's what high performers do. So that as they navigate the demands, the pressures, the pace, the intensity, the decisions, the setbacks, the challenging people, they're able to be present and focused. And so practicing mindfulness is a trait, a behavior a discipline, more a discipline than a trait, of high performers. And so again, take a deep breath and quiet your mind. We're going to go through a simple activity called a three by three plus one. Right now, I just want you to look around. You don't have to quiet. Don't close your eyes. Open your eyes. What are three things you see right now? What are three things you see? I see a door with signature on it, some plants, a white wall. What are three things you hear right now? Quiet your mind. What are the sounds going on around you? I I hear the cars in the background, the AC unit going, my voice in these headsets. Three things you hear. Now, what are three things you feel? Three things you feel. I feel my cold fingers touching one another. I feel my feet on the ground. I feel excited for the day in front of me. Three things you feel. 
So three things you see, three things you hear, three things you feel, and then plus one. What's one thing for which you're grateful right now? I'm so grateful for my incredible husband, Aaron James Selking, for my amazing leaders, head coach Brian Kelly, CEO Jason Lippert, Jamie Schnur, Ryan Smith, Andy Murray. I'm grateful for these leaders in my life, all those guys, including A.A. Ron. Three by three plus one. Now take a deep breath and come back to the moment here. Guess what? You're in the moment. And that's the point of mindfulness. I think sometimes when we hear mindfulness, we think of the ancient Buddhist meditation practice. And while that is absolutely a kind of mindfulness, I think we've lost the beauty and the art of the other kind of mindfulness, which is simply the ability to bring a quality attention to the present moment so that we're here, so that we're actually experiencing life. When things get hard, when, when life goes too fast, we often lose this. And, and listen, this is a challenge for me. And yet being able to bring ourselves into the present moment and really see and experiencing where we are and what we're doing and how it's happening around us, even if we're in a fast paced world, right? There's an art to slow dancing in the fast lane. And that is what mindfulness allows us to do. Maya Angelou said so beautiful. We spend precious time fearing the inevitable. It would be wise to use that time adoring our families, cherishing our friends and actually living our lives. That is the beauty in the essence of mindfulness and high performers practice this. Now, if, if you want to understand even more what mindfulness is, let's look at the opposite of it. And that's mindlessness, mindlessness, mindlessly, just going through our days, going through the actions, one thing after another, without even really knowing what we did or with whom we did it, or the essence of the world around us, the essence of the people in front of us. And so again, if we want to understand the richness of life, we have to get off of autopilot and it doesn't have to be that difficult. Like a three by three plus one, you, you, we just did that in like two minutes, but you can do it faster. You can literally do it faster where you're just, all right, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? What's one thing I'm grateful for? Bam. Right now we're in the present moment. And so listen, the, the roots of, of mindlessness, they're really, they're, they're born in, in habits. And listen, I am a, I am a proponent of high performance habits. Okay. I believe habits help us consistently show up as the best version of ourselves. But when we get so ingrained into our daily rhythms and our daily routines that we can't even appreciate what's going on around us, that's mindlessness right? This also creates these sort of mental boxes that we put people in situations in it's a rainy day. So it's going to be a cold rainy day in South bend. And that's just the way the day is going to unfold. No, let's be mindful of today. How can we see beauty in the raindrops, right? Beauty glistening in my car out the window in the dark as the, as the streetlights shine down on them. There's beauty in that, right? And then Mindlessness also keeps us focused on like future goals rather than just the immediate process. And again, I'm a proponent of future goals, but if we're constantly just thinking about the future and just sort of going through the grind on autopilot, then we never really get to the present moment because guess what? There's always going to be future goals. 
and to be able to have clarity of goals, but then be present in the moment and really experience the richness of bringing those to fulfillment. That's the beauty of life, right? Really what we're here to do is find satisfaction in our work. And sometimes we just work and forget the satisfaction part of it with the people that we get to do it with. And so really there's three core categories that comprise mindfulness. It's about creating new categories for experiences. How do we create new categories in our mind for the, the people that we get to interact with, to see ourselves with? Mindfulness allows us to be open to new information, right? If we want to, if we if we experience very rigid people that aren't open to new ideas, the probability is that they're not probably mindful of the day-to-day that they're going through. And so they're shut down to new ideas, new information. And mindfulness also allows us to see more than one point of view. Wouldn't that be nice in our world right now? There are so many people stuck on so many extremes and they're not open to even seeing the other perspective, not necessarily changing their own perspective or view. I'm also a proponent of having standards in your life, of having viewpoints, of being convicted in your perspectives, but also being willing to see other points of view so that we can ultimately discover truth in one another and life. And so this mindfulness allows us to be in a more flexible state of mind and and it allows us to see things that we might otherwise not see. And so there's been some really fascinating studies done on the power of mindfulness. So they've found that that Richard and Perkins in 2002 actually found that mindfulness helps enhance classroom learning. So when I was teaching at the University of Notre Dame, I taught a strategic HR management class and every class we would start with a 90 second meditation and Father Hesburgh's favorite prayer of simply come Holy Spirit. So 90 seconds of slow breathing, of getting yourself into the present moment, of quieting your mind, of being focused. And I believed, right, that in doing so, it would open kids' minds and hearts to learning, to engaging, to seeing new perspectives, to thinking creatively. Delzana, Williams, and Langer in 2009 actually found that mindfulness allowed people to regulate their heartbeats and heart rates at a a better rate. And so, and so again, I believe that in that classroom setting, I was able to do that for my students. And it was so funny, actually mid semester, right? We were about to take our final exam and the, or the, the midterm, um, on a Thursday. So on a Tuesday, I just sort of jumped right into the midterm review and everybody was like, whoa, 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 professor Selking, like, doc, can we, can we do our, do our, uh, 90 second breathing here and get focused? And I was like, whoa, you guys actually enjoy this. And they're like, yeah, this is the only place that we can come and just be present because I also allowed no technology in my classroom. Right. And so they had really no choice, but to be present with each other, with the information, with the thoughts, with the creativity, with the challenge of, of building their own organization and creating and constructing a high performance people management system. Right. That was the, was the whole essence of the class. And so And the vision of that class, vision statement for that class, right, was to be the most memorable and applicable course that they had during their time at the University of Notre Dame. And it's so funny how many former students come up to me now and say, I still remember the vision statement for our class, because that was always the bonus question on our exam, because if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? And, and they said it actually turned out to be one of the most memorable and applicable courses, because not only do I think differently about people management systems in an organization, but I also learned how to be present, how to be a leader of myself. And so Mindfulness allows us to do that. And interestingly enough, Burpee and Langer in 2005 actually found that mindfulness is a factor in greater marital satisfaction. How often do we just go through the rhythms with our significant other instead of being present, 
watching him or her, you know, make dinner and set and find little nuances about them that you love, that you see in them, that you notice in them. Really, it's the art of noticing. And so that's actually our championship mindset training for this week. It's to take a mindfulness walk. And maybe, yeah, listen, I'm not, I know we're all busy right now. I'm not even asking you to do something extra, okay? I'm just saying that when you're walking into your business, when you are walking into your classroom, when you are walking onto your field or your pool deck, wherever it is that you go to compete for your sport, be mindful of your entry into that place. Do a three by three plus one, take it in. See what's actually around you. And what we know is that when we do that, it actually logs memories at a deeper level because I can guarantee you that the season of life that you're in right now, you will not be in forever. And so whether you are in a great season or in a challenging season, soak it up, be mindful of where you are because you won't be here forever. And if you were able to log that in your mind by simply bringing a quality of attention to the moment in front of you, you will forever be more grateful, more appreciative, and more open to the experiences around you. As we actively seek novelty, beauty, it helps reduce our judgmental tendencies and just helps us be present with the people and situations around us. And now more than ever, our world needs that. And at the Selking Performance Group, that's what we're here to do, to help individuals, teams, and organizations understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. If we can come alongside of your business through keynote speaking, performance coaching with, with one of our performance coaches, please reach out to me directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. And again, if there's any way that you would like to participate in this journey by being a sponsor of this podcast, again, reach out to me. If not, no worries. Just follow us on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets. We changed our Instagram handle just to match our Twitter handle for ease for everybody. So we're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets with an S. And then our website is www.selkingperformance.com. And there's a ton of free resources there that we just, we, we want to give the world because we need you. We need you to show up and be better and do better in this world. Each of us, whether you're a high performer right now, you're just starting your journey or you're in a rough place, take this stuff, start applying it to your life, to your mind and see the transformation that can happen when we actually learn to renew our minds. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You have been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. 